everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Bad Thought Therapy. I am Sheree Hardy, and I'm very grateful that you have decided to tune in to another empowering episode. I want to thank all of my listeners in the United States and all of you who are listening abroad in France and Ireland and Algeria, everywhere you're listening. I am so grateful. And don't forget, you can email me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com if you have a question, a comment, or you would like to have a conversation with me. I really would love that. Tonight, we're going to be talking about music and how it is impacting people, particularly young people. Um, I know that we, most of us live with our eyes wide open. And recently, last year in 2021, there were some really high profile deaths in the music industry. And those deaths were a result of murder, of gun violence. And as a former teacher for over 30 years, I've always been concerned about how to help young people guard their minds and their hearts. And I'm not a person that likes to talk against things. I like to talk um, talk about what I am for, and, and I like to promote the things that are good in the world. And so I wanted to have someone who could maybe help me have this discussion about rap music. Is, is the music the issue? Because we had, you know, like I said, several high profile deaths in the music industry, particularly the rap industry, and they were from gun violence. Is it the music? What can we do to change this? But the number one thing I want to talk about is how do we protect our children? How do we make sure that this really ugly cycle of death and violence does not continue? So I'm very fortunate to have a young man who is willing to join me for this conversation. He He's going to help me talk about this. None other than Greg Manley. Greg, thank you so much for joining me this evening. No, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, I, I've been, you know, you last year it was... It helped me. It was Young Dolph. I think I'm saying his name right. That was one rapper who was murdered as a result of gun violence. He had already been shot before um, and it was serious, seriously injured, but he recovered. And then last year, there was another rapper, Pop Smoke, who also died from gun violence. And there were actually some more. But the way that I found out about Pop Smoke was I was you know, listening to the music, you know, where we worked, Westfield Mall, and I was listening to music in Foot Locker, and I loved the guy's voice. I didn't know who Pop Smoke was. And my daughter said, Mom, you know, he has a really nice voice. He said, but he was killed. So that's when I started to do my research. Um, what do you think is causing this tragedy, Greg, with so many young Black males losing their lives who are rappers and they're being shot down their body parts are being splattered all over the, the the environment. What 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 is causing this? What's happening? Well, it's well, first you have to see what rap music is, mm-hmm. and I mean rap music is a reflection of black culture. You know the the very low income, the poor people almost. Okay. So in in those communities, what tends to happen? Black on black crime, a high crime, uh, you know a high level of crime and it leaks off into hip hop or rap music these people these people come from that environment you know like unfortunately we don't have any doctors <laughs> that get to a point where they become doctors and they say I want to rap 
it's it's strictly our people who come from those no I mean you know lack of lack of opportunity lack of opportunity Mm. And, you know, I got to say something about that. When I was a teacher, and you might not know this, but I taught in the inner city for almost 20 years. And there was a lot of opportunity in the school. But you're right. I saw that children were dealing with, there's no way you can turn off what is happening in your home and what is happening in your community. And I've talked about this with other people, how I taught students who had the intellectual aptitude to be neurosurgeons and pilots and and but many of them wanted to be rappers they aspired to be rappers and I began to study this I started thinking why would you want to be a rapper when at that time you know Tupac had already died by gunfire Biggie Smalls had already died there have been others so I was thinking why would they want to be that and what I realized a part of the packaging in the entertainment business Part of that packaging is to make it seductive. And I can do a whole episode on on how you seduce people because they make it look like it's it's glamorous, they glorify this thugism. And really and truly, if you live out some of the lyrics that are in these, these songs, you are going to be dead or you are going to end up in jail. You are going to be injured if you lived it out. So I always wondered, if the children cannot distinguish between the fantasy because if you're already living in this environment and even if it's a song about it i don't get well i do get the psychological reasons why they're trying to emulate it because it's packaged very seductively like it's cool like it's okay but actually it is destructive and so that you i'm glad you said something earlier when you said black culture and then you you added something to it culture is the way people live and black people all don't live the same there are some people who grow up and they are they don't have money but they still have character they grow up in an environment where they see a lot of evil things but they don't internalize that so you're right you know it's culture but as black people we all live differently and culture is about you know, how you live. So I wanted just to kind of distinguish that, and I'm glad you did. So they rap about all this stuff, and so because it's violent, are you saying, you know, violence begets violence? Is that it? It's, it's, it's a reflection. Okay, it's a reflection. Because, okay. So basically, like, if we didn't have, like, this type of killing in our communities, it wouldn't be in our music. I got but you. It, I got you. It's because, like, that's what those people who are committing those crimes, those are the people who eventually make news. These are, these people have rap shoes. Mm-hmm. They rap <laughs> it, but they have rap shoes. Okay. <laughs> I wonder why they but won't rap about not how not to do it. Yo, I got you. You know, if you saw all this, and this is where I'm still, uh, that's why I'm glad I'm having this conversation. I'm trying to understand it. If you saw a lot of evil, you saw, you're in an environment where you see drugs, you see violence, you see disease. I would wonder why they wouldn't rap about how not to do it, you know. And then that's what I, I don't, I don't, you know, I know you're rapping about what's happening to you, but you do have a choice to rap about anything. So there's something else going on. There's two, like, ideas or recognitions, you know, goals you want to accomplish, when I guess you want to rap. And A, you would like to be heard. And B, you would like to make a lot of money. The people who tend to make kind of 
conscious rap music or positive rap music. They got overlooked. Will Smith was like one of the most successful artists to do it. But besides him, it gets overlooked, it gets mocked, it gets no respect. And it's not all, you know what, it doesn't get the glamour. And that's what I real that's where I know that there's something else going on because you are so right. There is an intentional effort to destroy black people, particularly black men. And so you're right, if you and I've heard this argument before, if you came out with something positive and you rapped about something good, then it would not get the same kind of attention. But now that can change with social media. Now we can do a lot more. But like I know back in the day when Will Smith was, you know, rapping, it was a different, the entertainment business was set up differently. Now through social media, anybody can do anything that wasn't able to do 20, 30 years ago. But that's what I understand that it's intentional, that you're purposely trying to destroy a race of people. And that's our history brought over here for slavery. And um, it's just been one thing after the other. So it's intentional. How, what do we tell our children? Because I'm not a person to say to a child, don't listen to rap. You know, I would never say don't listen to it. I would tell them about it. I would, you know, talk about it hate, you know, that how it hates women. Misogyny is a major part of rap. Um, putting women down and putting people down and drugs and alcohol and glorifying cold-blooded murder. I would pre- talk to them about that and how damaging that is to them, but I probably would never say to them, don't listen to it. What could we say to our children to help them or teach them so that they don't end up trying to duplicate something that they hear through this music? Well, again, it goes all into what type of environment are we raising these children in? If they're into this like low low environment, low uh, income type of environment where they are type the culture that's spoken of in rap music, they need the most attention. But if you're like in a privileged community, I think it's you, it's easy to explain to your kid what is fiction, what is fact. You know what I mean? You know what's what's real, and what's not, mm-hmm. and what's a part of that lifestyle and what's not. But to the kid that's in that environment, you, it's it's there's several things that has to already be put in place once that kid is born in order to keep him from this lifestyle because the it is a serious it's a serious like plague almost like it's almost like a virus mm-hmm. like once you're born into this community it's hard to not end up in the streets and you know what I, you said you mentioned something earlier I'm going to use the word glorify I, I do think that it's intentional because it glorifies it and it romanticizes it. But if you show a child what it looks like with somebody's brain splattered all over the asphalt, I, that's the reality of it. You know, we, you know, there's we on the videos you see them dancing and they've got all this money. And when you're poor, you think that money is the answer to everything. And you find out if you get some, you're gonna find out that it doesn't solve everything. And you see the women, and it's, it, it promotes this this kind of sensuality and sexuality. So, but the reality is to see somebody's brains, you know, splattered on the asphalt, or to constantly have to be looking over your shoulder because 
we will now do a better job of killing each other than the KKK has ever done. Because you say the wrong thing, or you talked about my baby's mama, my baby's daddy. Now you gotta die, and it will just. And, and, and what it really is, is it's godlessness. You know, when you don't, when you you would take somebody's life in cold blood, and you would take out God's property that what God has created, then you are really God. You don't fear God anymore, and then you are a monster. You know, so I agree. I agree. But I don't think they see each other as God's property because you know I mean society and life already like kind of kicks the, the neglected down so it's like hard for them to even like look at themselves as I can be great like the, the best analogies when Tupac compared like the roads that grew from concrete it's not supposed to be grown from concrete so a lot of those flowers that end up in hip hop or end up in the streets they're the roses that didn't make it they weren't supposed to be growing up in this harsh environment with like your parents not showing you the adequate amount of love where school is so advanced where you feel dumb and now you don't apply yourself so now you acting out. Parents, it's like it's so much that's telling you to stop caring about yourself to where you don't care about yourself, other people. Like, I don't think they're like, God is, I mean, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think they're missing God. I think if anything, they're missing love. So I guess, yeah, God is love. So yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, it goes back to God because <laughs> everything comes from God. Everything yeah. good comes from God. It comes through people, but it comes from God. And what I realized, they are disconnected from the creator of life because, you know, and I'm listening to what you're saying. This is good because you're explaining to me the why. And my issue is, is the how. How do we still save black men and black children? Because we know when you grow up and you struggle, it does affect you. I mean, even from a scientific point of view, they've done studies on this. Trauma and not having your needs actually affects your brain and how it develops. So this is, this is factual that it affects you. But what I'm saying is, if you see people are dying, you know, I never understood this. If you saw a hundred people get in a line and every time they took crack, they lost everything. Why would a person be the hundred and first person to get in line? Because you've already seen what it's going to do. So my thing is, I'm not against the music. Like you listen to music. What I'm trying to figure out is why do people want to reenact this life that leads to death? and destruction and disease and pain I, I'm trying to figure out is something wrong with us I mean because no, it's, really it's, it's nothing wrong with us I mean I guess yes it is but it's improper education like the saying goes if you knew better you do better so it's even if you're saying like so much trauma is within the black people well that goes to we have to acknowledge that we need a different education than the rest of society mm -hmm. I, agree with I mean that. it's just it's black people don't even live the same life as other people just based off our skin complexion. And if that's around this world, I think the youth should learn how to be, how to counter a world like this instead of growing up thinking that things are facade or you just in a rat race. Like I think black youth and black people need to focus on their own education. I like agree. America should not teach us at all. Because so, the thing is, is the Prison, the, the pipeline from the public schools to the prison system is real. Is and real. no matter what anyone says, 
there is no counter for it. No matter how many programs, no matter how many assistance, you know, systems that people want to set up. The thing is, the people from those uh, those private schools and charter schools, they don't end up in those positions because a they have the adequate education that gives them plenty of opportunities to strive in this country. I mean, yes, they do have wealth behind them, but along come education will come wealth because these kids. As they grow, they're like masterminds, they're geniuses. They think of many ways to make up, like make money all the time. They just need like love and, and toward education. Like well, we public can, school doesn't give them that. And we can give them that. Greg, I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm glad you said that I was in public schools. And I said, before I leave this earth, God willing, I'm going to write a curriculum for black children because we don't, we can, even if they go to public schools, we need our own system. I hear what you're saying to teach economic empowerment. That was one of my frustrating things. I would give my children inspirational messages and I would tell them, I would try to teach hope to them and instill hope and goodness. But then the bottom line is we live in a world where everything costs. So when you don't have money, some people are able to say, you know, I'll eat out the garbage can before I hit somebody over the head and I kill them for money. Some people are like that, but many people are not. And so I totally agree that we can solve this. Number one, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this and you care, is black children need to know that they can have economic empowerment in the right ways and they need to be taught how to do that. How do you create your own business? How do you get money legally and not sell your soul to the devil? So that that's what children, you're right. We need our own. And I'm amazed because we got churches on every single corner. And we've got communities where you don't need a school to teach children. You just need, you could teach a child anywhere. You could teach a child in your house. You can gather a group of kids around at the park and sit there, have them sit down and teach them. We, you're right. They need schooling and education are different. And you are right, Greg. They need education. Yeah, I, and it, I also think that coming along with those, the, the, the people that also fall into hip hop, they need something that's deeper than like economic stability. They will actually need like therapy. Mm-hmm. So, oh, like, mm-hmm. we will have to have like some type of therapy in school where like these kids somewhat have time to deal with what's going on at home because. Unlike everyone else in this country, they don't have parents who was crackheads. They don't have like family members who was deep in the crack system. Like, like they don't go through what we go through. So, even as like the fact that <laughs> my grandfather, if you knew his grandfather, we knew a slave. Like those, those wet, those wounds still carry down. Like we don't have the same struggle. So therefore, I think every definitely needs to be involved in our kids. And we can do that. Again, I'm one of those people where I think that we have been practicing defense and we need to practice offense and meaning that we need to create our own. Instead of trying to fight the other people, we need to build ourselves with whatever we have. And with unity, we can begin to speak. This is why I do bad thought therapy because you're right. Healing is essential because even if you got money and you're not healed, you're still not going to be able to live the life that you're supposed to live. And that's and, why the rappers die. And that's why they die, exactly. Because they have money and they yep. still struggle with morality. They still struggle with the nightmares. They still struggle yep. with the issues. 
And again, I'm going to go back to this. I'm going to say this again, and I'm going to do some podcasts on this. It is really all spiritual. Because at the end of the day, we cannot do and be what we're supposed to be and do without our connection to God. That's just that's just a fact. End of sentence. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about church. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about you have a you know that the one who made the sun and the moon and the stars and all the planets, that that being is real and he created you. And he didn't create you to be a monster or a killer or a rapist or someone who hates women and all of that. And when you connect with him on a very personal level, then your life changes. Your your situation may not change. You change because God doesn't change our situation, he changes us. And when we are changed, our minds are changed and our hearts are changed, then the external part will change. So the solution you said, number one, we got to begin. I'm just focused because you said some powerful stuff. We got to educate our own children. I did want to just make uh, oh, sure. just a little comment. Oh, go ahead. Just, Please do. Michelle, God, because I remember as a kid mm-hmm. that I was, I, was, I was very angry as a kid. But mm-hmm. this is one thing I told myself that even if, like, I don't see God, like, because I felt as though God is love. And I was like, if there's unconditional love, then there's God's presence somewhere around here. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, if, if there's no God, then how do I know He exists? I have to be the God. Oh, I love so that. So I have, you know, so I have to be the unconditional love. So it's like, regardless of, yeah. you know, if I'm in a place where it's like straight, it's just straight violence all the like just say I'm like in hell almost I know as long as I'm there God's that's right so it was but the thing is I know I was different and a lot of people they're looking around so again if they don't see God they went with ain't no God mm. I don't see God mm. ain't no God ain't no witness you know they don't have mm. any conception of even even you tell them and explain it to them mm. it's just like they they're pretending I think to truly know God, we will be God-like. We're all like our parents. God is like our parents, and we will be God-like. That's that's deep. Ooh, that's so powerful to me, because our relationship with the people, the first people that we know on this earth, we think that God is like those people. And and that's not true all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, Like, love may not be reflected with our parents or with the people that we're around so we can't even imagine but you know I always used to say you know you when you go outside and it's windy you feel the wind you don't know if it's blowing from the west or from the east you feel it and you know it's there and God is like that and I just want to say this because we are now we got about five more minutes to go um if you are listening to this and I have said it, and I think Greg concurs with me, that the most important thing is you have to make a connection with the creator of everything. And that connection first starts with something very simple, and it's communication. And we call that prayer. And what I recommend is getting in a a quiet place if you can, going somewhere where it's quiet, as, as quiet as it can be, and turning off everything, your phone, your television, radio, music, whatever, and just pouring out your heart to this being. We call him God because that's the Celtic word for the creator of the sun and moon and stars and all of that. But just pour out your heart and talk to him 
and tell him your deepest secrets and everything. And you don't have to ever worry about anybody repeating it. You don't have to worry about being judged and ask him to help you. You know, I was just on a podcast earlier and my guest, who is a mother and a wife and entrepreneur, you know, she was giving like different techniques of things that people can do. And one of the things she said that sometimes we forget is to ask for help. And we need to ask God to help us, but we need to come together and say, how can we help ourselves? How can we help each other? Because we're so busy just sort of surviving. You know, if you're in survival mode and you're not ever sitting down and just thinking like, how can we help each other? How can we change this? It will never change. But I I just don't, I'm doing this, you guys, because I don't want to hear about another young, gifted black man dying at the hands of his own, somebody that looks like him, really his own brother. And to know that that death is going to impact hundreds of other people because that person has family, that person has friends, you know, and then they have children. It's just, it's, it's just so painful and it doesn't have to be like this. And so we can turn this around by first seeing it for what it is. And got to understand, the system is going to, if you're talking about killing people or having sex and promiscuity or profanity and drugs, they're going to let you make the music. They're going to blow it up. But now we have more control over this, and we got to blow up something positive. Please do. You can say everything. Greg, close us out. (laughs) Give us a solution, and I'm going to stop talking, but I'm going to close out because we got three more minutes. No one would truly care about like fixing the rapper's death until like they fix the problem in like pocket moves. So like as long as no one cares about the black 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 on black crime rate, they're never they're never going to find a solution. But great, let me just interject for a second. You're not talking about help from the outside. You talk because we're not gonna get help from the outside. You talking about us helping each other, right? Yeah, we have to all care. Yeah, okay, okay. Even the ones that like go to Harvard and go to the high archive school off to the world you like you still have to care about your inner community you have to still care even if you like you get to the, the better living like you have to come back you have to build solutions you have to like invest in your community like you have to be that otherwise again you're leaving the poor to care for themselves and it's it's terrible yes like oh i love that those who have must help those who don't yeah yeah keep going keep okay that's one solution what about the spiritual tip, Greg? I, I believe that is the beginning of the ending of this madness. But what would you like to say about that? I, I think, well, we as black people, we have to understand our relationship with God. And if, even if you want to go down to God is creating, God is our parent, well, you have to uh, let's examine creation. Mm-hmm. If the sun is here and the earth is here, and we have black people mixing all these other races here, Ask yourself, who did God create first? And he created black people mm-hmm. first. So first you have to, black people need to understand their responsibility in being created first. You're mm. the oldest. Mm. You have a responsibility to fix things, not to just let things be. I mean, to me, that's why things are messed up. Yeah. Black people haven't took on the challenge of being number one. Yes. Yeah. We just allow somebody else to fix all our problems. We allow people to fix Africa. We allow people to just just fix everything. Like we have all this money, and no one's saying I'm going to be the great savior. Yeah. No one's taking on that big role, and I understand it because 
more of them that was dealt that followed me. <laughs> so yeah. I understand people being afraid, but in the terms of like, you know, Malcolm, you know, like freedom is death, like that's it. And you, well, we know what, we gotta come up with a new strategy. I get what you're saying, because anytime you're doing good, you're right, our spiritual enemy and our physical enemies get busy with trying to stop us. And that's why we gotta be like what Jesus taught. You know, we gotta be as wise as serpents and as humble yeah. as doves. You gotta know how to be slick with what you're doing. I think because when we do what we do, we, we sound a trumpet. And what we need to do is we just need to start working quietly in our community, small groups of people working in their communities, another small group. And we need to just stop talking about, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't need to sound a trumpet and it doesn't have to be this grandiose kind of movement. But that is powerful what you're saying, because we are the first. That's just a scientific anthropological fact and anthropological fact. How do we say that word? <laughs> and, we, and we are. <laughs> and we need to take on that responsibility. Uh-oh, I'm at 29 okay. uh, minutes now, and so we're going to end this. Ladies and gentlemen, you all, I know you enjoyed Greg Manley. We're going to continue our conversation about how do we do good in the hood. Greg, I want to thank you so much. And you guys, thank you for tuning in to Bad Thought Therapy. And I will be in touch. Bye-bye.